here yes. we go yes, again. <laughs> what is up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Knee on Belly podcast. We are your hosts, Nate, Halloween John, and Brandon. <laughs> and on this week's episode, boys, we're going to recap UFC 267 that went down this past Saturday. Also, the PFL season finale. We'll run through some of those results as well. Mm -hmm. We'll then take a look ahead with our picks and predictions for this weekend's massive UFC 268 card, which once again features two title fights, also two rematches with Colby Covington versus Kamara Usman and Zhang Weili versus Rose Namajunas. Then, in the news, we will discuss Jake Paul's next fight, the UFC 267 referee that got fired mid-card. All that and more but first boys didn't i tell you last week life is hard enough and dangerous enough with two feet on the ground yeah <laughs> and i think i proved that there's this some week. irony yeah <laughs> i think i proved that this week and i might have jinxed myself a little bit in hindsight maybe i should have just got on the roller coaster <laughs> yeah i mean if you have to choose gun uh, to the head you're yeah. probably like you know if you have this knowledge <clears throat> hindsight's 2020 might have been a mo- bit more fun so for people, a lot of people won't know because we'll get to our downloads in a minute because we had another really good month. Let's go. Um, yeah. So for people that don't know, which if you don't train at Gaha, you probably don't. Right. Um, this past Monday night, and sorry if it's a bit echoey, uh, we're doing this in my living room. I'm about to explain why. Uh, so it might sound a little different, but this past Monday night um, at Jiu-Jitsu, I was rolling with the one and only, you say, his, I don't even want to say his name right now. Wow, Jacob Perlock. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I love him. I love he him. Wanted to say it real bad. I know. Who did it? He'll get a kick out of that when he hears it. I was rolling with our ground sensei, Sir Jacob Herlock. Um, it's funny. I didn't even remember what happened until mm-hmm. he told me the other day. Um, we were in referee position. I went to go put a hook in, and apparently, and it sounds like I. I think I just kind of went to go roll on my shoulder. To try to get to his back, we were going to maybe fall on his hip. I don't really remember. Um, and then he sat out. And I think what happened is my toes just were stuck in the mat. Um, completely shredded my ankle. Like, yeah. when I tell you, like, I have literally no ankle. Um, it was a dangler. Yeah. It was uh, probably about as gross of an injury as you can see. Without the skin breaking. Without, yeah. Well, it was funny because when I got there, the first thing they said is, before they, un- like, took that brace off of there, like, is there because they told them what had happened? The mm. EMTs told the ER, and they were like, "Whoa, is there like skin? Is there is it poking out?" And they're like, "No, no, no." They're like, "It's sticking out, but it's not poking." Right. Um. Just disgusting. Yeah. Um. Should you are you gonna put a pick up maybe for the Instagram? Maybe not like of the actual. I think we need to. Like I think X-ray. I need to. No, no. I so here's. I think on Instagram you can do like the blurred where you got to tap to see. Um. So I think. We'll figure it out. I was actually thinking, I don't know if I want to put it up as like just the picture this week. Like no, like typical, (laughs) like no typical episode picture like we do. Just post my x-rays up there and then slide over and check out the actual injury if you want to. If you want to get freaky. Yeah, man. Just, I can't even, I don't know, dude. It's still like such a weird, the thought of the actual injury is so weird. Um, I don't know. Like. I guess I, I what what was your because John you were kind of sitting right yeah, there I watched the whole thing you saw the whole thing happen and I, and I was telling telling Ash I was like the funny thing is the first thing when it popped I before I looked at it I knew 
like I don't know. I think I've just seen injuries so much, and and injuries like this. It's pretty much the same injury that Conor McGregor had. Kind of looking into his a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much the same thing. So if people don't know, you know, what happened between him and Dustin. It's a very similar injury. Um, but as soon as it popped, I don't know why. Like that just popped. I knew, and then I looked at it, and I just saw it bending in the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And then my first thing is I looked at John because he was right there, and his face. Like, it was just like, I think like, like I, like I could have just got shot in the head. Like that's what his face looked like. Just, you knew, just the sheer over. panic. Yeah. And then instantly looked at Jacob, sheer panic. And then it just like, everything just hit me. Yeah, it was, it was bad. I mean, you know, cause we talked about it before, like, you know, the last minute of the round for the most part, ten se- like 10 seconds yeah, left in the this round. This was going to be his last round of the night. We were ready to head out. Uh, and I seen him seen him put the hook in and he went to kind of pull him onto his back so he could start attacking. Well, Jacob kind of like grabbed his foot and was went, going to turn out. And I think it got caught on his hip and the mat. Yeah. And when they landed down, you just heard, like I, I tell people, Ugh. it sounded like a dropping books on the yeah. floor. Mm. And then Ugh. I hear you, you, you yell immediately. I don't even, what I say, I don't well, even remember. You definitely dropped a mean F bomb. Did I? Yeah. And then I, well, then I don't, I don't see nothing. I see Jacob kind of get up and do this. Mm -hmm. And then I get around the other side of the heavy bag and I just see your foot hanging to the side. I I didn't know what to expect. Like you could have just like, you know, broke a toe. You could have crushed something. But here's, here's what I want to know. What, what was the reaction like? Like, did did anybody jump in? Like, okay, we gotta, we gotta like. Jacob immediately started yelling 911, call 911. No, everybody was kind of just doing this. Uh, Sancio was by me and I kind of had my hand toward her because she was her phone was right there on the side so she ended up calling 911 mm-hmm. I get out my phone I'm calling Ash I'm trying to get that stuff situated Jacob gets ice Fox jumps in like a superhero yeah getting I, the pads to prop up his leg and yeah man I couldn't be more uh, grateful and thankful for everybody that was there because you know it's one of those things I mean there was like 30 people there so what <laughs> Is that to scratch your leg? Yeah. <laughs> dude, this cast is killing me, dude. So everybody was there, and, like, not everybody can do something, you know, right. but yeah. everybody that was kind of right there in that area immediately jumped in. I don't remember specifics on everybody, <clears throat> but, you know, somebody instantly brought over some kicking pads, mm. you know, so my leg was elevated. Jacob brought the ice. At that point, I don't know when he got there, but Fox was, like, one of the first people I remember just holding mm-hmm. my leg. He put the, he held the ice on it the whole time. Um he was just, I mean, like for him, like I sent him a, a, just a personal message of a thank you. Cause I'm like, dude, I couldn't even have done like that mm-hmm. stuff makes me so like grosses me oh, out. Really? Oh right. dude. Like for a minute, I thought I was going to pass out for a minute because yeah. it wasn't even the pain at first. The just pain the, definitely kicked but in the visual, the visual of it and that popping sound and the feeling of the Oof. pop. Cause I felt the pop from my ankle to about my, probably about my knee. Mm. Um, just the whole like vibration, mm. like just that you know, and um, and then just Ugh. looking at it, I'll never forget that sound. I I won't either. Ugh. Like I I've literally told you guys, and I'm not joking. Like literally, think about it every night, and it just like gives me cold sweats. Yeah. The idea of it, uh, yeah. just uh, even you like talking about it now. Well, just then like, we had Ugh. like you know we had probably about six seven new people there. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> who were probably about their first weekend. Some there's a couple people who was their first day. Yeah. You know, and they got to see that, and it's like, I mean, <sighs> hopefully you guys come back, but gotta, no, this only happens about once every <laughs> other week. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um. But no, it's uh, it was rough. Yeah. So let's do this. We'll do our typical like you know, uh, graphic like we do Monday about the episode. 
Um, I have surgery Monday night. So as this, when this comes out Monday, I have surgery at six o'clock at night. So if you are listening, um, if you send me some good vibes, some prayers, if you're a praying type, uh, I will definitely appreciate that. Uh, so I have surgery Monday night at six o'clock. So maybe Tuesday, as long as surgery goes all right, right. we'll post the picture Tuesday. So come yeah, back, get your stomach, come ready. back to the IG, come back, get your <laughs> stomach ready. Um, cause it's, uh, it's pretty good. Gro- the grossest one is the one angle and you can just see like, there's nothing there. So like my whole leg is just like, my skin is like bent. Um, but the actual injury is a fractured fibula and a dislocated, dislocated, tibia. dislocated tibia. So yeah. I dislocated my tibia, fractured my fibula. <clears throat> Doctor said there's literally nothing right now, but this cast that's holding my ankle together. So that's mainly what the surgery is, is just reconstructing my ankle and then um, he said he'll look at the bone uh, when he's in there and see if he wants to do pins or whatever. Yeah. So maybe you ask for like a Winter Soldier joint down there to where it's like yeah. maybe just like start kicking field goals. Hey, like what's, what's the levels? Do they have like an ultra package yeah. where it's in vibranium? You can't now. I can't get heel hooked because this oh, thing just dude. I don't even know. Oh, it's just so crazy. But six weeks non can't walk for six weeks. No weight. Then another six weeks of uh, like physical therapy recovering. Um, so at least I get to miss work until yeah January of February of next year. So, so if you if you guys want to get on his nerves, yeah. hit us up on IG and <sighs> just mm. sucks, man. Just just pander. All the time to reflect. That's what that is. Negatively though, like I feel well, like it doesn't have to be negative. Well, I know, but it is right now. Yeah, right. it's still it's still pretty fresh. I know, I, I know. That. It just sucks, man. I'm just not. I'm not. I'm not a very like sit around do nothing yeah, type of person. That's gonna be the hard part, and it's already killing me. And I'm only a weekend, so yeah. yeah. Um. One thing that really bummed me out about this is we were supposed to go to uh, this past Saturday as well, same night as the UFC, uh, we were supposed to go to the Art of Scrap in Fort Wayne. Mm-hmm. Uh, Want to send a shout out, excuse me, to our boy Isaiah Watkins, an MMA fighter from here in Indiana who won the amateur welterweight belt. Um, Isaiah's been coming to Gaha for couple of years now, mm-hmm. periodically. I mean, he doesn't train full time. It's like a cross train Comes situation. up and cross trains mm-hmm. periodically, just... Just such a good dude. Mm-hmm. Um, has recently, uh, within the past couple of years, uh, he was out of a. He was with kind of a smaller gym, MMA minded in Wabash. Maybe mm-hmm. I, I can't think remember. So, yeah. I feel like I'm butchering that, but uh, kind of just realized, you know, um, he just needed to take that next step in his journey. Um, completely moved to Indianapolis. I think now trains. Not I think uh, trains full time at American Top Team Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he does some training at IBG as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Uh, just a dude that's completely dedicated, and man, I think he is a—he's just a star in the making, dude. Yeah. Like even listening to his post-fight little interview that they did in the cage after he won, it's like he's really good on the mic. He's yeah. a phenomenal fighter. Just still, just an amateur too. Yeah, I, pros is definitely—I mean, unless he wants to fight for some more titles, you don't take any more random fights. I feel like at this point for him, but I mean, I think he—he he does have the right mindset for somebody trying to get into yeah. the next level for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, you can tell he's progressing too, just yeah. off the way he won too, right? Because I think predominantly he was a pretty big striker, right? Yeah, and mostly boxing, and, and he yeah. just showcased at least with that fight as well. You know, showing his a little bit more submission skills too. Mm-hmm. So he's yeah. he's progressing really well. Finished with a very nice uh, first round uh, standing guillotine. Yeah, very very good, and actually dropped the dude with like one of his very first punches of the <laughs> fight with just a mean it's like straight the right. Anderson Silva, uh, what was the dude? At 205. Are you thinking of uh, John Jones Machida? No, 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 Anderson Silva, Silva yeah, and that Irvin. Is it Irvin? I don't remember who Ooh, it was. Was it Lloyd Irvin? 
No. No, this was a... I feel special. like I can't remember. I feel like I remember the I think guy. it was Irvin something, but the dude threw a body kick. Anderson caught it and just threw a straight. And yeah. That was like it. That was the whole fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, yeah, he definitely looked really good. Big win for him. Also, shout out to the Lee brothers, man, who are um, really putting on these phenomenal cards up mm-hmm. there in Fort Wayne with these uh, Art of Scrap. Um, they're only, that was only their third event, headlined by former and I think future, I think he's going to get back there, UFC fighter Will Brooks, who mm-hmm. did win um, in that main event bout. But man, the production value, like we were talking about it, just watching it, mm-hmm. you know, from, from, you know, the YouTube side of things or the live stream was just phenomenal, man. Yeah. Very high quality. Yes. Yeah. It looks really good. Yeah. Real clean. I'm excited to see, you know, I think they can really make that promotion. Yeah. Uh, something really. It's always dope. You know, as fans of MMA, it's dope to have regional good yeah. quality content. So yep. having the couple that we do in, in the state is really nice. It, dude, I know. Most states probably only have one, if not any. This MacBook's going to kill me, boys. I'm used to doing this on the <laughs> iPad, and like now I'm trying to do it on this Mac. <laughs> Bear with us, guys. This is a little uh, different this week. A little different. Not our typical. Um, I do want to shout out our downloads, because we are entering into a new month of November, and we had an awesome month in October. Um, I'm going to run through our top downloads in order. Indiana, Illinois. Illinois is getting close, man. Yeah. Boy, Illinois has come close to beating our home state of Indiana a couple mm. times to the point where I'm kind of rooting for Illinois now. Right, yeah. <laughs> I want to see Illinois beat our home state and download just because that would be hilarious. But Indiana, Illinois, California, Colorado, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Virginia, Texas, Michigan, New York, Washington, Connecticut, Georgia, Kentucky, Ohio, yes. Rhode Island, South Carolina, Tennessee, Wisconsin. Yeah. Utah, Vermont, Virginia, Washington, West Virginia, Wyoming. Wyoming. I don't even know that song. What? Yeah. You don't remember the state song? I don't, I don't think I was ever taught the state song. Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, Colorado, Colorado, Connecticut, <laughs> Delaware, Florida, Georgia, Hawaii, Idaho, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Minnesota, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, Nevada, New Hampshire, New Mexico, New Mexico, <laughs> New York, North Carolina, North Dakota, Ohio, Oklahoma, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, Vermont, Virginia, Washington, West Virginia, Wisconsin, Wyoming, North, South, East, West, in a complicated opinion, Indiana is the best for God, we probably just lost half of these t- <laughs> here's Please, the thing i'm sorry like we I, went, I can't believe we committed to well that. here's the thing we and we never realized it but we low-key went to like a key elementary oh my gosh we went to washington and they had us doing that we had to memorize the uh the emancipation proclamation yeah we we're in like third grade wow little orphan annie yeah we had to do like uh <laughs> classical dancing in gym class and stuff uh presidents we can do the presidents in order that's a good one cool. i wish i'd rather be able to do the presidents washington I think. adams jefferson madison monroe oh. adams jackson van buren harrison tyler polk and taylor fillmore pierce buchanan lincoln johnson grant and haynes okay i'm gonna stop because i'm gonna go the whole thing and here's the thing 
I feel bad for people. That, I'm just sorry. Please don't judge us off of that last well, like, two minutes. We're, we probably just like saved you guys in a <laughs> trivia one day. You're oh going to think of this song. I can't believe we committed to that. I mean, I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> it's pretty impressive, really. I, I, wish, mean, I wish I could do that. Say, how many people do you know could name every state? Only people who know that song. Right. Yeah, yeah that's it. For sure. And I appreciate, uh, we also appreciate the international downloads. I didn't save those. I apologize. But no matter where you're listening from, we appreciate you. The pod is growing. Even we, though Brandon doesn't like your accents, we appreciate it. Yes. That's true. Yeah, it is true. Um, yep. and, and we do appreciate it. And it is growing. Continue to spread the word. If you know somebody that likes mm-hmm. MMA, any form of combat sports, tell them about it. Share it. Brandon, what do we ask the people to do for us every week? Please, guys, on any platform, mm-hmm. give us... Give us some downloads, first and foremost. Just right. listen, listen. Yeah. Right. But to go a little further, please like, subscribe, yes, and leave us a review. Five yes. stars. Um, and also leave a comment. Yeah. That'd be really nice. On Apple Podcasts. Yeah, on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. We'll try you out. We'll, we'll probably read it on here. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, we may even send you a gift in the future. That might be yeah. a thing. Commitment, boy. I what, like it. What about social media? Yeah, I'm not a big social media guy, so I'll leave that one out. But, John, take it away. Yeah. Yeah, if you guys are on Instagram and you're not following Neon Belly Podcast, Why? Yeah. I mean, you can send us messages. We're going to respond. You can follow us. We'll follow back. Even if you have one post or zero post. Well, maybe not. Okay, sorry. (laughs) Jeez. Boys, let's get into it. This past Saturday, UFC 267 from Yaz Island in Abu Dhabi. Our main event, Glover Teixeira defeating Jan Blahovic via rear naked choke in round two. Boys, Glover Teixeira. At 42 years old, mm-hmm. locked out of the country for years, so he was unable to fight in the UFC, to like super delayed his career. Um, finally gets here in 2012, fights John Jones for the title in 2014, loses, mm-hmm. has a really up and down career over the next four years where you kind of thought, you know, he just missed his shot a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, then in 2019, starts this six fight, which is, well, now six fight win streak that has resulted and landed him being crowned the light heavyweight champion of the world yeah what a story what an inspiration yeah i mean 40 is the new 30 right i mean this guy (laughs) you you, i mean we talked about it leading up like you want to say that there's no way he wins this but this guy just fine he's been finding ways to win yeah um you know whether it's a veteran thing of like you know realizing okay well i need to lean on my strengths and not try to like do all these other things boxing was amazing grappling obviously i think i still think he probably has the best jiu-jitsu at 205 and it showed possibly best top ground game for sure Oof. yeah i mean him on top is different i don't think that i i don't i can't think of a time where i've been happier for somebody to win the title mm-hmm. yeah i just think that was really cool but what i was just really impressed with how dominant he looked i mean that really blew me away he it seemed like he had very little problem taking yon down and that i mean just yeah i just think he went in there and he just knew walking in there i think he was the only one that knew he was going to take that title that night mm-hmm. it just looked that way yeah i love how in his pre-fight press conference he said uh you know a fan had asked a question i don't remember what jan said but he said he's going down he's going to get yeah. taken down whether i take yeah. him down or he gets knocked down mm-hmm. by my fist i'm gonna yeah. get him to the ground i'll get him down yeah and, and just like you said absolutely dominated mm-hmm. um jan blahovish who he himself is a guy was on a five-fight win streak, has looked really unbeatable uh, since 2019 when he started his streak as well. Mm -hmm. Um, To me, Jan just never seemed uh, to get out of first gear. Um, And I think Glover kind of came in with the perfect game plan. The game plan that I think most MMA fans that watch thought, okay, if Glover is going to win, he's going to have to do this. Mm -hmm. And Glover, and even Glover 
he, he didn't hide the fact that he was going to have to get the fight to the ground. He was probably going to eat some shots, you know, um, but just executed the perfect game plan. And like Brandon said, just was never close. That fight was never close. I really think what, what started getting him away from Jan, pointing him away, was that first takedown because Jan just could not get back. Yeah, he up. got that single like so smooth. And, and as soon as he put him on the ground, there were Jan just had no answer. I mean, yeah. he was stuck. Yeah. So I think once he realized that, I think he. I don't know. I could kind of see like a little bit of. I don't want to say quit, but I think Jan, Jan knew what kind of trouble he was going to be in the rest of that. Fight. Well, and then he was hitting that can opener at yeah. first, and <laughs> it was making. Uh, he did Jan, not like that. Yeah, yeah. He, he was not like. And I mean, that obviously. We've talked about how that can play a, a a factor when you talk about posture and stuff, but just those veteran moves. Well, just yeah, it's just that crafty veteranness of <clears throat> you know understanding situations, positionally where you're at, options from those positions, and and I don't think that we've really seen anyways is yeah nobody in the two hundred five division right now is doing mm -hmm. um, those types of things. Um, I definitely think uh, kind of moving forward, you and we could all see if we mutually agree. Jiri Prohashka yeah. has got to be next, right? Hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. yeah. Um, I don't. It's, I think they they talked to each other backstage, and Jiri was like congratulating him, and Glover was like, "Hey, man, it's probably me and you next, man. That's the next move." And I yeah. mean, yeah. I mean, in respect to Jiri, who um, weighed in, showed up in Abu Dhabi, weighed in at two hundred five uh, as an alternate. Yeah. You know, just in case one of those guys had to to drop out. So yeah, just kind of speaks to him. He's ready. Anytime. I thought uh, just another little thing I was thinking of with, as far as Glover and his adjustments. He hit that, that single leg early. He went back to it and didn't finish it. And then he went from that and switched right to that ankle pick. And that's mm -hmm. how he ended up finishing mm -hmm. it out. Just yeah. just chaining things together in a way that guys at that, that weight class haven't done. But we were talking about after the fight, 205 is starting to look a little bit like 55 where once the dominant champion gets out, it gets a little bit revolving door-ish. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like quite a few people can kind of step in. Yeah. And you're not too surprised by it. Right. Yeah. So, Especially with somebody like a Paula Costa possibly going up. Like, there's a lot of really good fights for Glover. Mm. I knew as soon as Jan Blachowicz stepped in the cage and he had those stupid purple ankle wraps on, what was the first thing I said? Don't like it. It's, I don't like it. I said, I don't like it. Changing it up. I don't like I it. Don't I don't like, like it. Change. There's just uh, something about when guys do stuff like that, they lose. Really? Like, dude, like Brian Ortega with the little mask thing. Or like, I'm trying to think of other, like, I don't know, like, like, what was the purpose of that? It didn't match. It didn't match his shorts. Like, <laughs> it's probably like some awareness thing, and I'm gonna seem like an asshole, but yeah, <laughs> like, high probability. But yeah, but it's just like I don't know. There was something about those purple ankle wraps. Just rubbed you wrong, the wrong way. Just huh? rubbed me the wrong way. And mm. as soon as I saw it, I was, don't like it, man. Don't like it. I don't like where I this is headed. I noticed. I know he had that bracelet on the whole fight week, and that's like <sighs> a big thing for him. Yeah, that's weird. But oh, the the guy that got hung. Yeah, the suicide rope. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, maybe retire that. <laughs> I don't know, mm. man. I mean, he's here's the thing. He's a new dad. I mean, I'm not trying to make excuses for the guy. Only he genuinely knows what went wrong. But to me, at least from, and I don't want to take anything away from Glover because I think Glover just, nobody, like you said, I think he just knew he was going to win that night. But mm -hmm. just not the yawn that we have seen. I mean, that's easy to say. Um, and, and props to Glover for exploiting that, you yeah. know, but. And I mean, as we talk about the 205 kind of being a little bit more up in the air now. Yeah. John could get a couple fights sure. in oh, and be right sure. back to it. And I mean. I, I, I imagine that fight's a little bit of a coin toss every time, who can, I, whoever can implement. I was kind of thinking about it as soon as it was starting. I don't remember the last really good wrestler that, that Jean faced outside of Cor, uh, Corey tough. Anderson who beat him the first time they fought Yeah, um, out wrestling him. So I, you know, really I just, not a lot of them at 205. Yeah, anymore. So not think, anymore, just, not at the top. Yeah, so I just think that's, you know, Glover's going to be a problem. <laughs> well, we've well, seen for, one on the... 
lower on the card, that might be a problem. But. Yeah. Well, yeah, for sure. But I want to segue off of that. Just that, you know, I want to ask you guys. Um, so I want to set a line for successful title defenses by Glover. And I actually think the 205 division is a little bit better than what people give it credit for. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm going to set the line low. Um, but I think, too, like I said, I think what's wrong with 205 is they just lack the big names, the star power. And I don't think all of that's entirely the fighters fault. I mm -hmm. think it's just that that division has not been promoted very well. Um, I put that actually more back on the UFC because there's stars in that division. You mm -hmm. know, like you said, Magomed will get to Jiri Prohoshka, Alexander Rakic. I mean, there's legit guys at 205. So I'm going to set this line a little bit low, but I'm going to say two successful title defenses. Do you think Glover goes over or under two successful title defenses? Mm. Can I think about it for a quick second? Yes, I'm going under. I'm going under too. I think Jiri. If it if you if he had to go through like a a Reyes somebody else and then yeah. Jiri or like that's just so tough. Yeah, man. I'm with you. I I think this might be. I don't know if he ever successfully defends it because I just think Prohashka is that good. Yeah, but that's the only reason I think maybe no. Right. Like, like if you yeah. put anybody else there, I'm like yeah. Now here's maybe. the thing: if that fight somehow gets canceled and they have they put in like Johnny Walker or something, it's like oh yeah, I think he maybe yeah that, maybe you know? a Johnny Walker yeah. But, but when you start talking about these like these guys who are making real big jumps even it's like tough. even well yeah yeah it's just there's just I a think lot he of could tough. compete really well against <clears throat> like an Alexander Rakic I think Rakic is really good um but <laughs> I mean I mean you like who is like Tago you know Santos who hasn't looked too great lately I mean just got a win but hasn't looked that great I mean Anthony Smith who he recently just dominated I mean he just beat Santos too that's what I'm saying so it's like who do you really give him I mean, it's going to be Jerry for yeah. sure, but there's really nobody else. I even think a guy like Magomed gives him a tough fight. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's just, yeah, I think I, I was kind of joking. I mean, I, I would not encourage it, and I don't think he will, but it's like, man, you know, if he retired today, what a perfect career. Like, what a way to go yeah. out. And, I mean, I know he won't, and I don't mm -hmm. blame him, but it's like, because he looks so good at that age. Yeah. Um, and I, I love the story. Like Brandon said, just couldn't be more happy. I mean, yeah. Jan's a good guy, too. You know, yeah. right. It's like both these guys, you really don't want to see anybody lose, but the story is like, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. And not, I mean, I will say this. There's nobody at 205 where I would say Glover has no chance. He has a with the way he's been able to get through these tough fights that he has won, he has a chance against anybody. Yeah, you can't but, you can't count him out. You know what we do know about MMA is everybody has a number as far as age or a point to where they start right. not being able to <clears throat> stay at that level. Yeah, and I mean we've seen it with all the greats, and Glover yeah. will eventually have that time up. But for right now. That old man strength is out here looking real deal. Yeah. Uh, boys, next fight, our co-main event, Piotr Jan defeating Corey Sanhagen via unanimous decision. Um, this one fight of the night, it was fight of the night. Great, great performance from both of these guys. Um, mm -hmm. Just really from first bell to last bell, just great fight. Um, Peter is kind of developing this style where it's like he almost takes the first round and a half, two rounds off, and he's willing to almost seemingly allow his opponents to work. Um, it results in really early success for his opponents where you almost just think they might start to kind of run away with the fight. But then in the later rounds, um, he kind of then takes over and starts implementing his game. Um, it's almost like he's kind of utilizing those early rounds to – you know, compute what's going on or kind of download what his opponents mm -hmm. are doing. And then um, he exploits those holes in the later round. And that's exactly what we saw him do against Aljo. I mean, before the knee, but he was starting to run away with that fight. And Aljo looked really good in the first, you know, Sanhagen clearly won the first round 
of this fight. Um, the second round was a little closer. Yeah, close. Could have went either way, but from third round on, I yeah. mean, it was the Peter Yan show. Corey still had his moments. Don't get me wrong. Had some really, both guys had really good counter striking. Yeah. Um, but I mean, what do you pace? Yeah. But do you guys think there's anything to that? Because I feel like that's kind of like this style that we're starting to see out of Yan now. I would add a caveat to that. So I actually went back because I heard the announcers talking about that a lot, how he was kind of taking those first round or two to read. And I think there's some truth to that. But I think that only in the five-round fights has he really started to really do that. Like, I mm-hmm. went back and watched a lot of his three-round fights, and I don't really get that vibe. I think in the three-round fights, he was really, really pushing. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if that's more of a, he knows he's going to be in these five-round fights, which are which are a bit more wars. Um, and if that's the case, that's where he's going to be a bit more, you know, playing that strategy. John's Atlanta Braves just hit a grand slam. He's high. <laughs> oh, my gosh, he's man. That's hard. Uh, this is for the World Series. So yeah. chances are they're going to win this thing tonight. Oh, man. It's only the first inning. But I no, look at Jan as like a ahead. Terminator type. I, I said that to somebody on Facebook um, who was posting about it is he just has this <clears> thing <throat> where he, you know, he doesn't have a lot of emotion. He's kind of, kind of not necessarily cold, but you can see he's real calculated. Sure. Mm. And, um, when you look at some of these, some of like the better fight, like, you know, Anderson used to do that. That first round, he's kind of just touching, seeing where you're at, seeing where he can set the traps and, you know, put in his game plan. Then he pours it on. So do you guys think, do you think, so like, I guess with all that, you know, being said from all three of us is then do you think that this style is, maybe it's not a style, maybe it's just he's a slow starter, or do you think he is intentionally taking these rounds off? Because, I mean, it just, it's so weird that it's like, I mean, we were sitting here watching it, and I mean, even Jacob, you know, Jacob picked Jan, and then Jan just did not look good in that first round, and Sanhagen looked yeah. three steps ahead of him, and Jacob's like, oh, I kind of wish I could change my pick, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, and shout out to Jacob. I think he picked every single fight right yeah. on this card, uh, but, you know, what is it then? You know, is I think it, with that- Are we style, or are we just a slow start? I'm saying style, because I think with the high guard, you know, the way that he's able to kind of- not really take a lot of damage. I mean, he took a lot of stuff on the arms and he took some stuff to like the leg and body, but he was able to kind of look for his openings Yeah. and, um, you know, kind of not necessarily rope a dope guys, but on the same sense, you know, they said, you know, Sanhagen had like a hundred some odd strikes in like the first, like maybe halfway through the second round or something like that. And yeah. That pace, I mean, they kept the pace up all five rounds, but as far as damage goes, as it got into that third, fourth and fifth, you just seen Jan just be able to kind of, Start and it, and it might be it's smart. I mean, it looks smart so far, but for I think for I think you're right though. For a five rounder, it's kind of like a Diaz thing where you kind of get that leeway sure. to kind of. I I don't know how much I like it either because if, if people pick up on that, that could put you into some hot water. You for know, sure. we see that with like a Diaz or Cowboy, those types of guys. Like if people pick up on that, that could be tough to come back. Or people really people push. will pour it on in the first and but potentially get you. I out. don't think any. I don't think anybody looks as good as what Piotr does in the fourth and fifth rounds. Yeah. Like, I don't think I've ever seen anybody look the way he does. It's I mean, crazy. he just pushes and pushes and he finds his shots with everybody. Mm-hmm. So. And it, I can't, I can't help but feel for Corey either, man. Like <sighs> this dude, man, it's like, he's so down. He's so game. He's so freaking good. And like, you can tell he's just, he's just as good as these guys. Mm-hmm. TJ, Piotr, yeah. Aljamain, he's just as good as all these guys. It's like he just can't find a way he's to beat him, man. Just in the tough, one of the toughest weight classes it, it, in the world, man. That's what it yeah. is against and one of the toughest dudes in the world. For know? sure. And that, and I think that's 100% what it is, but just can't help but feeling for him a little bit too because mm-hmm. um, I just think like, oh, man, this guy, man, he just can't get over that little he's, hump. I don't know if you saw his tweet or I don't know if his Instagram post or what, but he put put something out today just saying, you know, the sport's really tough. Shout out to Jan and 
I'll be the champ one day. So he seems like he's still got a pretty good yeah. attitude about it. So yeah, and but I mean, he's kind of said that after every yeah. <laughs> all these big fight, and yeah. and it's just like, I, and I don't think I don't doubt him. I still think he is one of the best, and I still think he can get there. It's just just not his time for whatever yeah. reason. Well, and I mean, in some of these fights. And not that it's necessarily a good or a bad thing, but he might be a different judge away from winning the TJ fight. Right. And I mean, yeah. this one not yeah. as much, but you're right about you that. know there wasn't necessarily a got to take it from the champ in this one. It was yeah. them, you know, fighting for an up in the air title. But you know the way he keep, I mean, it wasn't like he, the as good as Jan did. He wasn't like running away with the fight. He was still getting hit. He was still having to defend because Corey was still coming forward. Mm-hmm. He just was implementing what he needed to do way better in the later rounds. Mm-hmm. But I think. I mean, Corey could, and he's definitely going to have to work his way back up now. But I mean, but I'm definitely excited for this TJ and Yon fight if that ever ends up working out. Well, I was actually wanted to ask you guys that. So obviously, that was for the interim 100, even though Dana White was like, Yon's the champ. I'm just like, man, this guy just will give Aljo <laughs> no. And I feel bad for Aljo, man, because this is not Aljo's fault. Like, no. He, the mm. dude's just genuinely injured, right? Um, but. If you guys could have, let's say, in three months, we'll just give time, like a realistic timeline. In three months, if you could pick one or the other, you could have guaranteed title unification, Aljo 100% healthy, Peter Jan 100% healthy, and we can unify the belts. Or in three months, would you rather see for the interim title again, TJ Dillashaw versus Peter Jan? Aljo, Which would it be? Aljo 100%. You'd, you'd rather see the belts oh, yeah. unified? I need to see that again. Yeah. yeah. I'm not. I would rather see the TJ. I think I would too. And, and I say that because I, I just don't think anybody. I don't think just like Dana, nobody takes Aljo having the belt serious. I know, but but I also see that side of it, like we're braining because it's like let's just get like we yeah. we need we gotta to fix that. Yes. Well, and yeah. I mean, we and like like I said the other night or last night is we might not see it. I, don't I mean, know. if this guy can't come back, and I, and I get that, but with his exam, like yeah. with his stipulation, in my stipulation, yeah. right? Yeah. And and I only set those stipulations because I want to genuinely see, like, it's more of a matchup thing. It's either you you favor the matchup or you favor the let's see this well, belt get figured I, out. And I definitely think Tim and TJ is a better fight. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. Like, yeah. I, I think that's I'd rather watch yeah. that in in terms of the fight itself. But yeah. and TJ won't even be ready in three months because of his right. ACL. So I mean. This this is still going to be in limbo, but it's like, man, if TJ is his next fight, I don't really want to see another interim belt because that means that the division is going to be held up even more. Yeah, when you get into interim, it's it also you get risky when it comes to injury or sickness to where like, you know, if if TJ can't go, right. you don't get that chance to unify, so you got to do something else. And for for my money, man, I think Yan, I think Yan and Corey are the best two in the world. I think I yeah. think Corey won that fight against TJ, not by much. I think it was slim, but I think he won. Yeah. So for me, man, this this fight was the legit 35 pound title yeah and, and Jan's just a little bit better than Corey right now and, mm-hmm. and Corey's not far behind 100% agree uh boys our next featured bout Islam Mahakchev Mahakchev excuse me defeating Dan Hooker via Kimura in round one just two minutes and 25 seconds Brandon as our expert Kimura technician <laughs> how happy did this make you oh, not man. only that a daggy won but yeah, that he Kimura. won by Kimura. Oh man, I don't know that I could have been happier. I was I was in my brother's apartment watching this on my phone. Which brother? Uh, Bryant, and uh, putting a dresser together. And I I saw him lock that in. I started jumping up and down. My whole family was like looking at me like I'm an idiot. They're like, "What?" I was just like, "Ah, oh, he just won with something really cool. It's nothing." But uh, so I couldn't even like celebrate with anybody that understood. But yeah. so anyway, um, no, I, that was somebody that, give me a high five. I just need one. <laughs> That, Put that, your hand up. that to me just looked I can't imagine how strong Islam is. That just looked yeah. like I'm stronger than you. I'm gonna put your arm here. Yeah. 
night night like that's what that was we were watching and like given this current ankle situation yeah. i was like he's gonna let it snap he's gonna mm. snap it and uh it was kind of a funky angle i was saying it wasn't like he was really going like the shoulder he kind of was like bending it more at that it was weird like yeah. if you go back and watch it like he wasn't really you know you're always kind of taught to like you know kind of rainbow or take it to that other he was almost like bending the, it was almost like uh the, ca- the camera interesting. angle the camera angle was weird too yeah i've, I've tried seeing it at different mm-hmm. angles but there's actually some debate about where you should snap a more at the yeah. elbow or, or the, the shoulder. shoulder well and dan would he had his other hand behind his back holding his hand which was working for a minute yeah that's what i was saying he was doing corrected. he was doing some good things at first he went he backed up to the cage he was protecting that arm for a little bit but when when some of these guys get a position it's just a matter of time and all respect to dan Hooker, he's another man. guy just man. cannot just yeah. such a fan if you can't be a fan of that dude i just have nothing for you so a lot of people were giving putting some stock into like obviously he took this one on really short well pretty short notice pretty short, yeah. four weeks or whatever it was about a month um yeah. a month and obviously got paid and then he tweeted i don't know if you guys saw that yeah, yeah. Get, so a lot of people were like man how in this fight were you like how, how he was it? in it i mean this is i mean you know like i mean the guy could have got his arm snapped off there's not there's no amount of money you could pay me on that on a ufc fighter level i think even though you got to think too because yeah it was a month only a month but that was a month where he was living in vegas mm-hmm. training at the literally living eating and breathing fighting yeah. and getting ready for this fight every day away from his family yeah and there's no way he went into that thinking that there wasn't a way that he could. I just, Dan, Dan Hooker doesn't strike me as a guy mm-hmm. like that. I think he's just a guy that's ready to go whenever. And Islam is just that damn good, unfortunately. Damn. And yeah. I think, I think for Hooker, you walk out of that cage and the first thing you think is like, damn, he's good. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, what? I mean, I've been waiting to see a reaction, but I haven't seen anything from I mean, him or the coach. I imagine Hooker was on a list of maybe just Hooker who was willing to sign up and take this fight. Yeah, you that's know? a good point. Um, so obviously you give him props for that. And like I said, he was doing some good things um, after the takedown. Like I said, he got his back to the cage a little bit. It was, wasn't just laying flat on his back and accepting things. But it looked to me like he was doing what he could. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm just saying. Yeah. And sometimes what you don't see is that is like, you know, with the Yon fights, like there's some things that he kind of, I thought toward the end like that choke looked a little like he was giving up. And then obviously, as we've seen the the replay, you've seen he had a really deep on the elbow as far as on the neck. But sometimes you see guys kind of give up or just try to hold in those places. And Dan was trying some stuff. It just when you get a guy like that on top of you, it's it's our it's kind of like in a jujitsu, you know, triangle defenses don't get in a triangle. Yeah. With you know somebody like Islam, the defense against his grappling is don't get down on your back and sure. have him on top of you. Yeah. So that's now nine in a row for sure. Islam, undefeated since mm. 2015. Um, I think all three of us would agree his next fight has to be for a number one contender. Um, I think he's two fights away, or well, one fight away from a title shot. I think he needs mm-hmm. to fight one more time because um, when we preview our next card, I think there's a, a true number one contender fight that's happening next weekend. Um, <clears throat> but I think him versus Benil Dariush makes a ton of sense. Um, mm-hmm. I think he, because, and I'm going to tell you why, I, I will be honest with you, and maybe I'm reading this a little bit wrong, but I don't get the sense that the UFC, maybe mainly more, maybe mainly more Dana White. They're not real thrilled of the idea of Islam being champ. Um, I think they recognize he's talented. He's not the biggest character, you know. He's not. He's very dry. He's very plain. Yeah. He speaks good English. He speaks least. good English. I think. He, I mean, he's a finisher. It's not the mm-hmm. most exciting finishes. Got to be next to him. He's got to be. That helps. You know, it's kind of like that Paul Heyman style, like yeah. having a guy like that. Tripping. And I hate, I hate that for Islam because I think he needs to have his own limelight. But well, he has Ali. Yeah, too. but I just feel like a guy like Benil, um, 
could maybe give him that fight that because Benil's tough, dude, mm-hmm. and and Benil's tough to take down. I mean, he's got yeah. some really good takedown defense. Um, and good jujitsu ju- too. Good yeah. jujitsu, phenomenal chin, and I think maybe it's almost like he might need that a little bit. Maybe that rub kind of from a guy that, you know, people hold in high respect in regard like Benil. Um, but I just, yeah, man, I just don't get the sense. And I think that's why it's taken so long for Islam to get here. I know some guys haven't want to fight him, but I also think the UFC hasn't exactly been in a rush to just thrust him up there either. I wish, I know it's already kind of, I know what we're seeing next week and obviously, but I, I wish we could have taken Michael Chandler out and had him face Islam. I could Islam versus Gaethje and then Chandler versus um, Dariush. That would have been better for me. Sure. I would have preferred that. But. Yeah, I've I seen Islam. <clears throat> his comments were basically saying that, you know, Gaethje and Chandler have got their chances. You know, you need to... He never he never mentioned Dariush, though, which was kind of weird. Like, yeah. as he was talking about the division and I need to wake them up and stuff, he was mentioning everybody everybody but him. But he hasn't fought for the title, what's, so it's not really a good... What's Dariush ranked? Fourth. Third. Third. Is he fourth? Third. Third. Or he's, he's third. He's above Islam. He's above Islam. Oh, yeah. 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 So, I, mean, I, think, yeah. It's, I mean, he's open, he's available, and it, it's it's a clear number one contender. He fight. doesn't want to go backwards. So, you, I mean, who else could you fight? You know? Well, he yeah. wants the title. Right, and I get so, that. But, but he doesn't deserve gonna, it. Yeah. yeah, if you're not going to get it, then... <clears throat> and I mean... And I'm not saying, let me tell you, whoever holds that belt, I just get the sense. They're just keeping it warm for Islam. I mean, I just... <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Oliveira would be I just I don't... Interesting one. I just off his back. He's Oliver really had nice. some very interesting comments about Islam this week, and kind of said that he's like, "Well, good for me is I'm really good off my back." True, but I'm telling you, the Brandon said it too. Is that dude just looks miserable on top? He looks very strong, and there's some people and some we all do jujitsu, and it doesn't work on everybody, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, you yeah. know, what I mean? so, Poirier. Yeah, yeah. Um, boys, I'm gonna run through these next two before we get to our final fight. If you have anything on them, let me know. Alexander Volkov defeating Marcin Tabira. Good fight. Good win for Volkov. He's right mm-hmm. back in the mix, obviously. Heavyweight. Uh, Magomed Ankalov defeating Volkan Ozdemir via unanimous decision. Um, Volkan actually made a bit more of a fight out of it than I thought he would. Had Magomed in some trouble with some big shots uh, a couple times. But look out for Magomed in this division. Um, I think a matchup between him and Alexander Rakic sounds pretty mm-hmm. tasty to me. Boys, the last fight that we're going to feature on this card. <laughs> Hamzat Shemaev defeating Li Jilengong via first round submission. Rear naked choke. Boys, top five robust for Hamzat Shemaev. Gilbert yeah. Burns, Vincente Luque, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. I'll even throw in number six, Michael Chiesa, because... The, the, yeah. A lot of the top guys are wrapped up, yeah. and he's a he's a, a tough name. opponent. He's a good matchup. Um, I don't want to hear nothing about Masvidal. I don't want to hear nothing about Diaz. It's top five or bust. For, this guy is legit. Yeah. And, I mean, let's just think. He's had four fights in the UFC. One significant strike landed on him. I thought it was two. No, it's one. I think it's one. Yeah. One significant. Four. Dude, like. (laughs) Maybe it was two strikes landed. Yeah, but like, let's think about that. That's four professional opponents in the top tier of mixed martial arts, and one of them has hit him significantly. Yeah. I mean, he's not bad. (laughs) Literally came out. uh, Zhiling Young threw, like, I don't even remember what the shot was. He completely. Hamzat just level changes, gets to a double leg, picks him up. Walks him over to Dana White, which he's done before, and just stands there and holds him in the poor, poor little, 
poor little jangling, poor little jangling, just <laughs> sitting there dangling in the air, and he's telling Dana White to get off his phone and pay attention, <laughs> and then proceeds to tell him how he's going to beat everybody as he's beating up poor little Li Jiangong. Well, it's almost worse because he shot the double and then he switched to the back, so he's holding yeah. him like a baby. Yeah, like that's just, what I'm saying. Like just lifting him up by his chest. Poor little Li, he didn't deserve that, man. But uh, and, and like, let's not get it twisted. Like Li's a tough yeah. dude, man. Like that's not that's a big win. But to me we got to stop like no more of these games he's probably going to be ranked in the top 10 this week you don't give him 10 through 7 like I said I'll throw Kies in there because Kies is tough he's a durable guy he's a good matchup but let's quit playing like I know I know he called out Hamza and Diaz or uh, excuse me Masvidal and Diaz and then Dana's already pretty much saying they're trying to get Diaz to take the fight although Diaz said he tweeted um, I'm only fighting top four quit trying to involve me in your business oh, but, I don't uh, think Diaz wants that no fight. it doesn't make any sense yeah. man and it's like this guy and I know and I know the UFC's thought is like let's give him a big name guy to really give him that rub and, right. and push him to that start you know that stardom but Let's get real. Like this guy, two fight. Like he, next fight, number one can if he wins, mm-hmm. Usman. I mean, period. It, what'll be interesting is how many of those top guys are going to be willing to fight him. They're going to have. They to have be. to. I know. Like it's I said, like the Islam situation. When we were looking around, when we were getting things ready, Neil Magny still wants that fight. No, he's like too, a seven or eight. Late, but what too I'm saying late. is, if you and can't that's not get, his fault. That's not yeah. Magny's fault. Magny campaigned for that fight for a long time, and the UFC yeah. wouldn't give it to him. It's not. I I give Magny credit. He's He's a solid dude for that, but... But I'm saying if nobody takes it, that's no. still somebody... And here's, here's the only reason that that mm-hmm. might have some substance is Cosma, Hamza just wants to fight. He just He's that guy, though. He'll fight in three weeks if, if they need him. Gilbert like, Burns, Wonderboy, Vincente Luque, Chiesa, none of them have fights right now. They're all ranked in the top, well, five, except for Chiesa, who's six. There's no reason why they can't get one of those done. Fair enough. Wonderboy Wonder pretty much said he wants none of that smoke. I mean, I feel like he's pretty much danced around the Hamzat fight. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Luke has been wanting the Diaz fight. I think, but. yeah. And if you're not, but if you're not going to do that, man, I think Luke would fight him. I think Luke, I love Luke. I think Vincente yeah. Luke is a great fighter. And he's one of those guys, I don't think he's afraid of anybody and he's no. tough, but let's stop playing around. It does man. make this the, guy the is Edwards legit. fight. I was so I was gonna say it does make if that Edwards fight could have happened it would have been crazy. Yeah, that was back then. That's the other thing I was thinking about. Man, this let's not forget this dude's been out for over mm-hmm. a year. Yeah, with COVID. Yeah, yeah. and bad, almost quit. Bad COVID. Yeah, almost quit. That was I think almost what impressed me as well is just the way yeah. he was able to perform. Like he he didn't miss a beat. He came no. out there and, and was, looked better. Yeah, he looked great. So I'm excited. I'm really happy. Four fights. Yeah. Not been punched more than one time. What will, significantly. Be, what will be interesting is if he can get the weight cut down, because I know he struggled with this That's one. a bit of the, yeah, you know, he's kind of been between 70 and 85. He has to stay at 70. He runs the gambit at 70. I'm telling you, I feel like right now, all respect to Colby, because I'm excited for this main event. I feel like Hamza might be the biggest challenge to Usman. I mean, I'm just... I that that fight, the excitement of that yeah, fight I is don't. just. I don't even want to start processing that right now, <laughs> but that fight excites me. Um, but I just think every so often, you know, we get these kind of polarizing figures that just have that it factor, right? Connor, Izzy, Habib, you know, it's just kind of something that you can't explain it. It's just some of these guys just have that thing mm-hmm. that when they fight, everybody stops, everybody watches, and Hamzat has that. Yeah, it's definitely very Connor esque. He has the mic yeah. skills. He's 
you know, beating guys in ways where you're just like, that doesn't even seem... I mean, this fight was very Habib-esque, you know, like, you know, talking to Dana. And and I mean, he said, like, I've been studying these guys, like Connor, Habib, John Jones, like, I know this game. And he gets it, man. Yeah, he the energy he expresses in, like, during the fight in the cage is also something that I just, I don't know, you can't watch him fight and not get a little hype, a little He's polarized. He's just, he's drawn. People are drawn to him. He's already turned into that, you know, McGregor Izzy where it's just like, Oh, well, I got to see him beat this guy. Well, I kind of need to see him beat this guy because yeah. it, it doesn't make sense the way these guys kind of run through these sure. things like this. And he's at that point now to where the lore and the mystique of him mm-hmm. is like, a, well, I need to see him fight two people at once. Yeah. Oh, like, you know, it's it's dude, crazy. It is crazy. I mean, dude, I mean, the sky's the limit. I mean, he could play a villain in any movie. I mean, he just, and he's, <laughs> dude, talking about eating guys' hearts and Wolf. stuff, and you just believe him. Yeah. Like, he starts going on these, like, rants, and he just like, I'm like, God, this guy's scaring me. I will like, say this. <laughs> <laughs> we obviously aren't going to ever get a chance to see it, but if we could have seen it with the buildup, him and Mike Perry would have been hilarious. Oh, God, man. <laughs> Boys, that is all from UFC 267. I want to get to more of these results um, from the card, and I feel bad. Um, there was uh, Murphy. Uh, help me with his first name. Oh, big, big knee with the knockout. Yeah, I can't remember what his first name is. I can't remember. We're already almost an hour in, though, and I can't get to more of these results. We're going to talk about um, the refereeing mm-hmm. thing. Uh, from this card with the referee getting fired. We'll talk about that in our news. So let's move on to these PFL results. Great 267 card, though. Lived up to the hype. For free. Um, I'm going to run through these. Um, I wish we could talk about these PFLs. Another phenomenal card. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just got to keep it moving. Sorry, boys. But Kayla Harrison defeating Taylor Guardado. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, via armbar in the first round. Shocker. Shocker. Yeah, just <laughs> kind of just right up. Yeah, just Kayla Harrison, man. Take a bow. Whatever yeah. sky's the limit for her at this point. Mm-hmm. My boy Ray Cooper the third defeating Magomed Magomed Karamov via knockout round three to win the welterweight final. And man, yeah, was getting thought of, I thought it was over for him at one point. That dude's power is equalizing. Mm-hmm. And I told John, I said, you know, I don't know what his ceiling would be in the UFC. Like I don't know where he would stack up stylistically. But I want to see it, man. I mean, mm. and especially in the welterweight division, which is hot right now, he'd have you know we're talking about Hamza, you know, and some of these guys is yeah. he'd have a he'd have a tough road ahead of him. But I think Bellator, UFC, whatever, there is some big matchups out, and I want him to go to explore. It. Excuse me, <clears throat> I think PFL. He's won it two years in a row now. Magomed's like the only guy that's beat him in the P- PFL. You know, he just beat him very convincingly. So mm-hmm. it's like two years in a row, man. You just won two million dollars in two years mm. off this, like. Let's go get some big fights, man. Yeah. And he's legit. That chin, his power, and his wrestling are something that... Trains in a garage in Hawaii. Yeah. And I mean... With well, his dad and brother. That's but when it. you see it, it reminds you a lot of like a Covington or Usman where it's like, you know, if you can't wrestle me and I can't wrestle you, I'm willing to just stand in this pocket. Yeah. You know, take these punches and give them back. And eventually my power, I, I he believes in it. Right. Did you guys see the, the coaches... Or not sorry, the coaches, but the ref cam, is that what it's called? Yeah. I like those those angles cool. they have from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need the UFC to adopt something like that. Oh yeah, PFL is a great product, mm-hmm. man. They're really doing some cool stuff, and I think it's just going to get better. Um, Abigail Montez defeating Clarissa Shields via split decision. Great fight from Clarissa Shields. Yeah. I mean, shout out to Abigail Montez. You know, obviously coming in doing work, but man, Clarissa Shields, I thought in a loss looked better than she did in her first fight for a victory. Um, displayed some really good technique and skill to get off her back several times in that fight. Mm-hmm. Um, you can tell 
everything, you know, you hear coaches all the time like, oh, she's getting better and we're working on this and we're working on that. You can tell, you know, they were even mentioned it on commentary is like, it's almost like a video game. They're like, they're telling her to do something and she's doing it. Very coachable. Very coachable. I mean, it's just a world champion mentality. And I'm telling you, I don't know, you know, how much this sets her back if she'll stick around. I think if Kayla Harrison leaves, I think she'll definitely stick around. Mm -hmm. But man, I would love to see her get another year of training experience before the next season of PFL and really see what she can do. Yeah, I mean, she didn't really get much of a chance to have like an amateur career to like get these skills together. So, yep. Bruno Capeloza defeating Ante D'Elia via unanimous decision for the heavyweight finale. Um, That's fight of the night for me. What a fight, man. And uh, condolences to Bruno, who you Mm -hmm. said, so apparently his father died before the fight they did not tell him because obviously they wanted him to go out and fight so he wins a million dollars wins the heavyweight championship and then goes in the back and finds out his dad died so Mm. said uh, it was the happiest and saddest day of his life dude i just could not i I tell people when i was talking to people about that fight it literally looked like two people who knew a million dollars were all these fights it's just like yeah i think when you put that kind of money like almost finished each other twice in that fight like ugh. Mavlid Habulov defeating Chris Wade via unanimous de- Wade, excuse me, via unanimous decision for the featherweight finale. Team Eagle, baby. Yeah, man, they put that daggy wrestling on. Him. Habib is not playing, man. All these guys are winning. Did I think you see he had his, like two or three guys on the UFC card that you, won. Did you see him talk about that? Uh huh. He was like, it's everyone keeps saying, to, like me as the the coach that's winning. He's like, nah, it's yeah. Javier. Yeah, it's Javier. Yeah. yeah, still so, humble, still humble. That Javier wrestling. Antonio baby. Carlos. Junior defeating Marthine Hamlet via submission for the light heavyweight finale. Good for him. And Hausch Manfio defeating Loik Radzabov. I probably butchered that last name <laughs> for the lightweight title. Hausch Manfio is another guy I think has a lot of potential mm-hmm. uh, if outside of PFL if he wanted to explore that. But boys, we're on, we're going long. We're almost an hour in. Uh, we still have to get through UFC 268. Sorry for the state song. So yeah, the state song cut it. <laughs> I still just cannot believe we fully committed to that. We did it twice. Uh, we circled like, back. I think we're, we're almost we're 48 episodes in. That might be the cringiest thing we've ever did. So it's if, also impressive. And I was it involved. Can you so. ima- can you imagine scrolling through and like we pop up and like you're recommended and it's like, oh, another, you know, MMA podcast in Alabama. <laughs> and like maybe you like go get to the, go in the kitchen to get something to come back and it's like, wait a minute. What it is- was on California when I left. Did oh. they, they run it back? <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. You're welcome. UFC 268 this Saturday, November 6th at Madison Square Garden in New York, New York. Yeah. Boys, twice in a row. Fun fact about New York. Mm. I love getting to do this. New York's got a long history. Take your pick. But this week, we're going to say, did you know Mm. that New York City was actually the first U.S. capital under the current U.S. Constitution? Congress set NYC as the nation's capital in 1785 until it was temporarily moved to Philadelphia in 1790, and then only about six or eight months later moved to Washington, D.C. Our mm. first president, George Washington, took his oath of office in New York City. New York. New York, the first capital of the United States. Did not know that. Didn't know it either. Well, yeah, I did. That's why I said but it. But now if I end up on the cash cab or something. <laughs> cash <laughs> Boys, our main event is a massive rematch for the middleweight title as the champ, Kamara Usman. Welterweight. Def- oh, did I say middleweight? Sorry. Yeah, you're good. Welterweight. Thanks, John. You weren't even going to say anything. I didn't even He just likes it. to see you burn, dude. Are you sober? A little bit. 
Kamara Usman defends his title against Colby Covington. These two gave us an absolute classic in their first fight back in December of 2019. That night, Usman defended his title by defeating Covington via fifth round TKO. Mm -hmm. uh, since that fight, Usman has gone on to defend his title three more times. Most recently, an impressive second round knockout over Jorge Masvidal back in April. I had to go watch that again. Holy yeah. smokes. Yeah. <laughs> Holy smokes. What a shot, man. Mm. Wow. Uh, Colby, uh, excuse me, Colby has only fought once since that first fight when he beat Woodley in September of last year. Um, kind of a weird finish, kind of broke his ribs. Mm -hmm. I guess you'd call it a TKO. Um, both of these guys coming into this fight with new teams, which I think is pretty interesting, um, from the previous matchup. And both have cited obvious improvements in their games. How do you guys see this one going down? We better see some more wrestling. That's what I expect. So I was actually going to ask that because... I was kind of telling John yesterday is one of the like going back watching that first fight is which I'd highly encourage because it was just a great fight. One of the most impressive stats from that fight is zero oh, takedowns. Zero. Um, and so do you guys think that this fight kind of needs to change? One of these guys need to do that. I'm going to probably say more specifically, do you think Colby really needs to try to get this fight to the ground? If he's been watching anything Usman's been doing the past yes, two years facts. or so, he needs to needs to t not stand very Dude, much. Dude, go, the, the, go watch their first fight, mm -hmm. <clears throat> and then go watch this Masvidal, this last Masvidal fight. Different. Look at the footwork from, like, Usman doesn't even look like the same fighter, dude. It's the defensive, it's more the defensive striking, the head movement, the footwork, getting off that center line. Mm -hmm. He's doing it at, like, such a crazy level, man, and I just, and it's like every fight, it's just gotten better. And even I just, that Burns fight, the adjustments to... That's what I'm saying. You know, it's, it's like his combos. Yes. I think how I see it, I agree. I do think he needs to do his takedown because in three fights, you've seen a lot of growth in Usman, and in one fight, I mean... That could have been the same Colby from whoever. I mean, that right. was just a weird fight. But to not have anything else in between that, not to say that he ain't training and getting stuff, but Usman is getting to do on-the-job adjustments and mm -hmm. really putting a lot of changes in his game. So, which, I mean, could work out for Colby because he's, he's got to see these things, and it wasn't just like a surprise, like, oh, guess what? Now I throw combos and can set up my right hand better. Yeah, and the body work <clears throat> that Usman did in that fight, especially early on, uh, you know, rip into the body, doing those front kicks to the body. With um, Colby or with? With Colby, yeah. And and I actually, I think is really what led to him essentially winning the fight because, especially as the fight went on, Colby started reacting really hard to those. He was lowering, lowering his hands every time he was getting hit with them. Um, and at one point in the fight, just completely left his hands low in the later rounds because you could tell he just didn't want to get hit in the body anymore. Mm -hmm. Obviously broke his jaw. He was breathing through his mouth probably because he was tired. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Usman cracked him with a jab that broke his jaw. Um, and then in that fifth round, just too much pressure from Usman. But I I think if you're Usman, man, you go back to that. Like, because, you know, Colby's a cardio machine, you know, and it's mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. how do you slow that down? You know, I, we might see some, I don't know if we'll see leg kicks because the takedown's obviously going to be a threat. I don't think Usman's ever been taken down in his career. One of them's never been taken down, and one of them's only been taken down once. I can't remember which one, um, but that's probably why we didn't see it much in the first yeah. fight. But yeah, I just have to imagine going into this one if you're Colby and you've seen, like we were just saying, mm -hmm. the improvements that Usman's made on the feet. I feel like you got to find a way to get it down. If Colby doesn't come in with either more wrestling or something different, like you know, like you were saying, a leg kick or something mm -hmm. unique, it. Probably is going to be a shorter night for him. Well, not only that, yeah. it might be another camp change. So if you've been watching, like we said, you've been watching Usman, if you're not going to say, hey, man, maybe uh, 
don't don't be around here to catch any more of those big punches. Yeah. Get, you know, at least do some maybe some clinch stuff. Get him up against the cage. You know, do something because standing out in the middle with him now is just not an option well, anymore. And I, and I think the camp change is kind of interesting because if you look at his last fight, uh, Colby's last fight with Woodley, we did see a lot of takedowns. It's like he kind of went mm-hmm. back to that. So, you know, um, maybe they're encouraging that more. It's something that they're putting back into his game. But this fight's exciting. And oh, yeah. I mean, like I said, that first one classic i mean that's a fight that you'll see played forever you know because mm-hmm. it's just such a good fight um our co-main event boys another rematch for the women's strawweight title champ rose nama Yunus will face former champ zhang wei li these first uh these ladies first fought back in april of this year when rose landed a huge first round head kick to regain the 115 pound title for the first time since she lost it in May of 2019. Um, and boys, one storyline that I want to start out with this one, um, again, is the camp change, but uh, specifically for Zhang Wei Li, obviously, because um, not only did she move her camp to America, but she decided to train uh, with Henry Cejudo and company at uh, Fight Ready in mm-hmm. uh, there in Scottsdale, Arizona. And why I find that interesting is if you look at Whaley's UFC career takedown percentage, um, she's sitting just at about 24%. And it's not for a lack of trying. Actually, in the Yoana fight, she was one for eight in her takedown at- attempts. So she's definitely mm-hmm. wanting to get to the, fu- you know, the fight to the ground um, in certain moments. Um, so do you guys think against a striker like Rose and getting knocked out, obviously the way she did that first time, that kind of like we just talked about with Colby, that we're probably going to see some takedowns because I just feel like, I mean, that Captain Eric, their head coach there at Fight Ready, obviously is a phenomenal coach. You know, he trains a ton of champions, the Pitbull brothers, Cejudo, um, Costa. You know, there's so many champions that train there. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there's obvious reasons why you would go there, but I think if you're going there to train with Cejudo more specifically, I feel like takedowns is a big jump that she's probably wanting to make in her Mm -hmm. game. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think her strongest strike is her ground and pound. Yeah. Like, like, as far as, like, how she really, I mean, a lot of her fights are her finishing on top of people. She's got so. a few, like, I think seven submission finishes, so yeah. she's definitely not bad on the ground. And, I mean, uh, there's not, I mean, if you look at Rose's track record, strikers, I mean, she usually outstrikes all the strikers. Mm-hmm. It's the, you know, the people who can make it a dirty, kind of tough fight by, you know, grappling and taking it a little bit deeper. So I agree. I do think that she probably is like, hey, let me add this in. You know, I mean, you can't get a better camp for her size right. and stuff. Like the people she's going to be sparring and drilling with mm-hmm. are about as good as you can get for that size. So. Yep. Yeah, I think it takes me back to like Ortega, right? Like I think she's comfortable with submissions. She's comfortable on the ground, but getting there is the hard part for her. So I think, you know, that camp change is just going to hopefully help her yeah. kind of get to add that little element to her game to where she can get to a more comfortable realm, especially against somebody like Rose, because yeah. clearly last time it didn't go so well. No. no, and Rose is such a good striker. I mean, she's good on the ground too, but yeah, I just to me, there's just, when you make a move like that and you go to a team like that, like there's, there's reasons there for sure. And then mm-hmm. when you look at the numbers and you see that statistically she's struggling to get the fight down when she's trying. Yeah. Um, I, I think there's definitely reasons for that. Um, but, you know, after Rose lost the title uh, back in 2019, uh, she said it was almost like a relief that the pressure of being champ was kind of too much. Um, and she's only been champ now for six months, but claims that she's definitely in a comfortable place with the title and the role of being champ. But does that guy? But does that give you guys any pause uh, kind of going into a big high-profile rematch, title fight on a big pay-per-view? Um, you know, when Rose, who, you know, I'm not, 
going out, you know, but she's very openly talking about, you know, mental health and struggles mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, you know, does that give you any pause going into this like title fight now? Cause she's talked about in the past that being champ has kind of been too much. Um, I guess for my, for my take on it is it's probably a little bit better to have such polarizing other fights around this card to where obviously she's co-main events. There's still a lot of focus, but as far as storylines, there's way bigger storylines and some of the other fights and some of the other fighters on the card. So maybe that helps. I mean, that's about all I could think. Sure. I would say maybe a little bit, but I, I, I'm more interested in the rematch because she tends to do pretty well in rematches. Um, mm-hmm. So I, that's, I guess, something I'm looking more at as opposed to the mm-hmm. mental, because that's mental to me too, you know, facing somebody for a second time or a third time. Yeah. Um, so I, so yeah, I mean, maybe a little bit, but only she knows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I definitely think either way this fight goes longer for sure. I don't think we'll see another big early knockout. I don't know why. I just have that feeling. Your way, Lee, keep your hands up. Yeah. In our third feature fight for this super stack card, we have Michael Chandler versus Justin Gaethje. Gaethje is fighting for the first time since his title unification loss to then champ Habib Nurmagomedov in October of last year. And Chandler is also coming in off a title fight loss as his last fight was a loss to current champ Charles Oliveira. Uh, boys, even though both of these guys are coming in off of title losses, and despite what DC said last night on the broadcast, uh, this has to be for the number one contender, right? I mean, I know we kind of talked about it earlier, but it has to be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think so. I still think that Darush deserves, no, especially think, with both of them <clears throat> recently having title fights. I agree with you, but I just think that it's I think the UFC like, will give them. I think it's. Yeah, I, I don't think, think it, they deserve. I just it think at him. this point, it'd be tough to give it to Darush and just completely overlook Islam because there's just nobody. Like we were talking about earlier, Islam can't go back, right? No. And and there's nobody above but Darush. Yeah, but that's not over. Darush's problem. It's not Islam's either. But he got to the top quicker. It's I mean, how it is. That's and, just how. And I think eventually work. they all have to fight each other. Yeah. And it's just kind of like a timing and a scheduling thing, anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just feel like Gaethje Chandler winner has to it has to be number one, especially if it's Gaethje that wins. You know, it's like it'd be a fresh. You know, we just saw Chandler Oliveira, yeah. but I feel like if. Gaethje wins, you're more likely to see him fight for the title. But if Chandler wins, I feel like you're less likely to see him. <laughs> which fight. is funny because DC was kind of saying that Gaethje's the one that doesn't deserve it, which I'm like, okay, whatever. But I don't know about that. Gaethje's a beast. He's just a dog. For dude. sure. I mean, I just, I don't, I didn't understand exactly why he said that. I mean, I know Islam's his boy, obviously, but mm-hmm. to me, this is number one contender, clear cut. I don't see any debate on why you would think other. I mean, I get the Benil thing, but like I said, Timing, scheduling, how well, these fights fall. Especially if Chandler does win, though. Yeah. And, I mean, it's tough, too, because, you know, if... Um, uh, oh, who's fighting Oliveira? Sorry. Dustin. If Dustin wins, they could... I don't think they'll give Oliveira an immediate re- rematch. Just like I don't think they're going to give Blachowicz an, an immediate rematch. Because I think when you have... You know, you only have a certain smaller number of title defenses. Mm-hmm. Maybe haven't been champ as long. I don't think they're as gracious with that. Right. Unless there's like a funny finish kind of weird thing. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, I'm excited for this card, though. This card is insane. Uh, But before we get to our picks, uh, John, give us our three to see. Oh, yeah. We got some... For this week. Got some interesting uh, little storylines I want to hit on with you guys real quick, see what you think. Let me get my notepad out. I wrote them down this time. John wrote them down. You're welcome. I've got to pee so bad. (laughs) So the the first thing I want to look at is uh, can the Usman Covington 2 live up to what the first fight did? Yeah. Mm. You know, with them, especially with, you know, somebody like Colby probably knowing that, like, you probably don't get a third fight if you lose this for a while. Yeah. 
And then Usman, you know, you're trying to make this legacy and cement it and then get these, you know, other big fights on your way out. That would be kind of shitty if, <clears throat> excuse me, if uh, if Colby does win, the division's just going to get held up because they're going to get right. Usman a rematch. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of things there. Um, I'm I'm trying to I try to get a little bit away from the main fights because we talk about them a lot, sure. obviously. So my second one is, can Frankie Edgar prove he's still keeping up with these young killers like like Aldo has done and some of these other guys, or yeah. will Chito put a big name on his record on his yeah. resume? Yeah, this is a big one for Frankie. I, I think I don't I don't know. I don't want to go as far as saying he's fighting for his career, but it'll be interesting if yeah. he loses. And my last one is can Alex Pereira be the real deal at one eighty five? Yeah. He has a submission loss early, but three KOs in a row and he's the only person to KO Izzy. And a lot of people that don't like Izzy are hoping that obviously he builds up to get this big Oh man, I forgot title fight. So he might get in this and just like look like a snoozer or get like grappled. Yeah. I mean, his yeah. first shot his first fight he lost by submission, but if he's the real deal, obviously that builds a storyline that as he keeps going up, mm. yeah, it just yeah, the UFC is going to be licking their chops, right? And for people that don't know, Alex Pereira is the only guy that, uh, or the last guy, excuse me, to he's the uh, only, only is one he the only one? Out. Yeah, kickboxing, he never lost by knockout. Oh, I think MMA, he's so, he only has the one knockout in kickboxing and MMA, he's never been knocked out. Okay, yeah. so he's <clears throat> the only one uh, to knock out Izzy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and a lot like of people, twice, right? No, just once. Oh, okay. uh, and a lot of people are really big fans of him. Um, I, dude, I've been reading stuff. People think he's the best in the world. I think, uh, he was. He sparred with Glover to get him ready for this fight. And nice. Glover has a lot. I mean, he said he was basically saying like, "Is he shaking in his boots?" Because here comes Alex. <laughs> and I think, but I think that's what the people who aren't fans of Izzy they're just going to pour into this. If, especially yeah. if he knocks the guy out, they're just going to jump on that train. So that's an interesting storyline to watch out yeah. for. Good. Boys, let's get to our picks. We are going to pick for the whole main card, but we're only going to keep track of points for the top three. Mm -hmm. Uh, So let's do the first two fights first. Um, Like I said, don't have to give a round method. Let's just do our picks because they're not for points. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Update us. So so currently last place, still Nate. Um, He did get a point, though, so he has 61. John came away with nothing last night. so Took some chances. 64. I had five points, so I took the lead. Now 68. Nice. Jeez. Nate. Big night. You're first. Frankie Edgar versus Marlon Chito Vera. Uh, This is Frankie's first fight since that San Hagen-y nasty knockout. Um, Vera's last win was against the boy, the homie, Wavy Davey. I'm going to go Marlon here. I think... uh, yeah, I just kind of think Frankie just, I don't know, man. I just, I think he, legend, absolute legend, but I think Cheeto Vera is just a different animal right now. Yeah, I think Cheeto, I think he's with Perillo, right? Yes. I think he's, I mean, that in that Wavy Davy fight, he looked really good. He used yeah. all his weapons. I think he probably lays it on Frankie pretty heavy. Yeah, I'm going to take Vera too, and not to take anything away from him, but just the way Frankie's looked lately, man, it's just tough. Yeah. Hard for me to pick Frankie. Shane Burgos versus Billy Q. I think it's Quarantillo. I always just call him Billy Q. I don't know. I really know how to say his last name. Uh, worth noting here, Burgos is on a two-fight losing streak. Coming off that nasty, weird knockout where he was punched and then didn't get knocked out until like two seconds later. Um, and not because of that reason. I just think Billy Q is on a different level. Same thing with the striking. Uh, I think Billy Q, and I think Billy Q wins probably via first-round knockout. Mm. I'll go that far. I'm gonna go with Shane just because I want to see him bounce back. I think he's good for the division, and he, I mean, he was—he's a tough guy. Like I said, he—he he, he didn't want to quit in that last fight. His body was just like, "Yeah, bro, we gotta sit down." I'm gonna go with Billy Q. Um, he's got some underrated grappling too. I remember seeing some of his earlier fights, and I kind of like 
kind of his style. It's fun to watch. Yeah. Then in our first featured fight for the points, mm-hmm. we're going Michael Chandler versus Justin Gagey. Flip a coin. Oh, this is so tough, <laughs> dude. I think all three of these fights, you could flip a coin. Um, this one is so tough. I've literally gone back and forth in my head. I know I say that a lot, but it's like every time you make a case for one guy, I'm going to go... I'm going to go Justin Gaethje. Um, I can't even give you a good reason. I don't even know why. I just... I have a reason. I guess my feelings are, you know, I think Chandler just has a bad habit. We've seen it now a little bit. You know, he starts so fast, so hot, and I just don't know if you want to do that against a guy like Gaethje. Um, I don't think we'll see takedowns out of either of these guys. Uh, I don't I don't know, man. I'm going to go Gaethje. Can't even really tell you why. Yeah, but it's a toss-up. Me- method round. First round knockout. I think it ends early. Mm. I'm going to go... For either guy, I think it ends yeah. early. I'm going to go Gaethje as well. Um, I'm going to say he gets it by decision. But, you know, I think with Chandler, what you've seen in Bellator and you've seen it in the UFC is he has this thing where he'll just keep that chin up. And if somebody goes low, then high, he has a, a tendency to get caught with that. And yeah. Gaethje has good boxing. And uh, with those leg kicks, it could take away some of the movement from Chandler. So I'm going to go... Gaethje by decision. I'm thinking Gaethje round two KO. I think that Gaethje can take more damage, and I think he's a better better movement. But I think Chandler hits harder. Mm-hmm. So good, good fight though. Our co-main event for the women's strawweight title: Rose Namajunas versus Zhang Weili. Interestingly about this one, <clears throat> if you go back and listen to our la- the episode for the first fight that we did, um, my lock of the night was Rose Nama Yunus. I had no doubt. I don't know, just, I felt like it was Rose's time, and I, I locked her in. My lock for this is actually Zhang Wei Li. I'm mm. going the other way this time. Um, I'm a believer in the camp change. I think you get kind of a natural bounce from that, a bump from that. Um, undoubtedly, she's surrounded by world champions. I think she, her, we're going to see new elements to her game. Um, love Rose. Uh, wouldn't be upset to see this one go either way. Um, that's what's crazy, man. These last two cards, like, I can't really be mad either way, you know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, just something about Wei Li. There's just, I, I, just, I believe in this new camp change. I think, I think something's gonna happen for her here. How she win? I'll say unanimous decision. Oof. I think, I, I, no matter what, I, this fight definitely goes long. Mm. I think I'm gonna take Rose. Um, I'll say Rose second round sub. Because I do think Whaley will go to the wrestling, but I think Rose is nasty off her back. I picked Whaley last time. She let me down. But I have faith. Um, I think kind of along the lines of what Nate said, the camp change, I think she's probably going to add a few wrinkles with wrestling. So I'll take Whaley, and I'll say round four TKO. Nice. Yeah, and it's not like, you know, I don't know what her life's like in China. Not saying that there's distractions, but I think there's just something, too, about going away, getting away, resetting. Mm-hmm. You're in a foreign country around people you don't, you know, you're just 100% dialed in. Yeah. So the main event, Kamara Usman versus Colby Covington, the rematch for the welterweight title. Lock me in, the boy, Kamara Usman. I think he finishes. I'm not going to lie. I think he finishes him. Man, I'm tempted to go early. I'll I'll drag it out a little bit, though. I'll, round two is looking nice. Yeah, Gilbert. I'll, I'll take, uh, yeah. I'll take round three, though. I'll say round three uh, TKO, but I think he finishes Colby here, man. I just, I believe I'm sipping the juice of Kamara Usman, and he's, mm-hmm. if you, I'm telling you, 
The film don't lie, baby. Go watch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking Usman as well. I don't. I, you probably won't be able to get me to pick against him in the future because I just you got to prove it, and nobody's done it. Even against Hamza, like I know I'm saying all that, but if they were to fight, I mean, there's just no way. Right. You can pick against Usman at this point. Yeah, I would say I'm gonna say Usman. I'll say uh, round four TKO. I feel like a do mad it. man. Do it. All right, so I'm don't, taking. Don't do it. I'm don't doing do it. it. Listen, don't here's why. It. Here's why. If Colby can implement his wrestling, take your political. Oh. It's not even about. <laughs> no, it has nothing to do with. This has I'm nothing just, to do with politics. I'm just kidding. Take that hat off before you say it. I, I sincerely <laughs> take off your hat. Yeah. Shh, listen, I sincerely believe if Colby can implement his wrestling, I don't think Usman will have an answer on the ground. I just don't. And interestingly enough, I watched the podcast he did with Rogan, and man, Usman's very, very injury prone. So I don't always know how healthy he is going into fights. So I just have a feeling, man, if, if Colby can put the wrestling hurt on him, it might be a, might be a long night for Usman. But I don't say this with a lot of confidence. Like I have a strong Never feeling. Say, nobody's done it yet. Yeah, so I, I'm not confident about this, but I'm taking Colby. I'm going to say unanimous decision. John, got to be sweating over here. 4-4. Four, four. Houston has come back well, in this in, World Series. We're in a bullpen game, so we don't even have a starter. Woo! And the guy who's starting, it was his first start for us all year. It all looked so good until it didn't. Sorry, man. We're still in it. It's 4-4. Four, four. It's 0-0. Zero, zero. Boys, let's get into the news. Not much this week, uh, but we are going to start out. Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury, official for December 18th in Tampa, Florida, at 192 pounds, and it will be an eight-round fight. Any interest in this one? I mean, I'll watch the highlights. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing, and it's 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 like a, a catch twenty two for Paul because you probably could have got a bigger name that probably would have got you more. Yeah, it's tough. Fury didn't look great, and you know you win this, it's like okay, but I mean, I, I don't know. It just it doesn't seem like as much of a needle mover as far as like the the way he's been doing these opponents, and it kind of looks like a step back to me, honestly. Yeah. No, nothing. Don't care. I don't care. Okay. I'd Fair. rather watch Paul versus like Wilder. I'd rather watch you versus your brother. Yeah, that'd be fun too. Oof. Bruce Buffer misses UFC 267 due to testing positive for COVID-19. Um, put that in here because that's the first pay-per-view he has missed since UFC 12 in 1997. Was, what a legend, I Bruce Buffer. I was Buffer. two. You were two years I old? I was two years old. Golly. I was seven. Yep. And I knew the States. Yeah, <laughs> didn't know him then. Uh, another thing, so we kind of previewed this earlier, but wanted to throw it in the news. Um, a UFC 267 referee was removed from his duties this past Saturday, mid-card. Uh, he has an insanely crazy name that I'm not even going to attempt. Um, but basically, he was refing on the undercard this past weekend, uh, the Zaleski Dos Santos versus Benoit Saint-Denis match uh when in round two dos santos hurt saint denis and proceeded to just batter him uh and saint denis was pretty pretty defenseless um if you haven't seen it i'll say it's it's a pretty uncomfortable watch mm -hmm. um he survived and, but and I, well so he does he actually survives the round somehow with his life um and goes on to lose a split i think he lost a split decision um, but I think that referee is just really, really lucky um, that his negligence didn't lead to something far, far worse. Um, I can't recall ever seeing a ref being fired mid-card like that, uh, but I think it's tough, too, because when you're talking about fighter safety, it's it's fair to remove him from the car. I mean, it's mm -hmm. bad. I don't know if you guys went back and watched yeah. it, but it's uncommon. I mean, it's bad, mm -hmm. like um, as bad as it can get, um, but I also think that 
Benoit St. Denis, I think his corner deserves a lot of, you know, I don't know. It's it's tough, man. I, I don't want to speak out, but it's it's they deserve deserve a little criticism too because they could have stopped it as mm-hmm. well. You know, when the ref's not protecting your guy, you know, it's just so it's tough, right? Because I'm not a fighter, I'm not a cornerman, right. but it's like at some point we have to get past this like macho of like and just learn to just not number one, you know, fight another day, but let's survive. Let's mm-hmm. get out of here with our life. And with, I mean, dude, it, it, he was getting battered, dude. Yeah, I mean, it's tough because without, you know, without with with some of the things that happen, especially on these undercard with these guys who aren't making a lot of money. Yeah, you know, a lot of them need that win money. So their corner is probably like he's. They're probably telling their corner like, "Hey, man, I got to make rent. Yeah, if I if I have a chance to stay in this, (laughs) let me stay in it." And you know, even like I I imagine like even some cornermen who used to be fighters like I wouldn't want somebody to stop it for me. I want to keep going. And I mean, it was so bad at one point. Dos Santos like stops and looks at the ref like, dude, like kind of just throws his hand. Yeah. Like, like, I mean, it just uh, it, it's un- it well, was uncomfortable. And, and we also know the Dana's worst nightmare ever of all time would be a fighter dying in the cage because he's had to fight tooth and nail <sighs> yeah. to get into some of these states oh, and dude, some dude. of these countries even with MMA. So yeah, did you see it? Have you seen it yet? No, I haven't went back to watch it, but oh. I heard the comments. I heard Dana's comments too, and he said that you know they he said they pulled refs before. Oh really? I didn't. I don't remember. I don't. It. I don't either. But he said it's happened before. It's not uncommon. Like it's well, I guess it is uncommon, but. It's happened before. I think I heard they pulled like a judge, maybe judges before, but mm. I don't think I've ever heard of ref. I mean, I would take Dana's word, yeah. but man, yeah. It's, it almost seemed like that dude was just like, hey man, can you ref this fight real quick? He's like, oh, you got a shirt? Yeah, like he just knew nothing <laughs> yeah. about the sport or what was happening. Like, it's like, yeah, the dude's on his feet maybe. Like he didn't necessarily go down, but it's like, dude, he's not defending. Yeah. Like, defend yourself intelligently. He was not doing that. Was it sort of like Rousey Nunez vibes? Oh, like dude, one of yeah. Those? It was just, oh, he was just like leaning on the cage, like, Mm. Half heartedly with his hand, that dude just like hooks, hooks. You know, Say what he wants about Steve Mazzagatti, but he would have never. <sighs> no, Steve Mazzagatti would have been in there, man. <laughs> Mario Yamasaki. Yeah. Uh, last little thing I want to end with, not really news. Uh, just kind of wanted to get your guys' thoughts. So, uh, John Jones uh, drops on the pound for pound list from number two to number four. Apparently, is he? Yeah, he moved up. Um, I think uh, it's Usman. Volkov and Izzy and then John Jones uh, or Volkanovsky excuse me I said Volkov not Alexander Volkov (laughs) Um, Izzy made some comments I could not really necessarily find them and then apparently you know John Jones came back with like uh, you know um, imagine not being able to have takedown defense and being you know ranked above me and you can only you're only good at one third of mixed martial arts Um, and just whatever I'm not so caught up in that but I just kind of wanted to end with Right now, if you guys did a top three pound for pound, what would it be? Mm. Your top three pound for pound. Active fighters? Oh, yeah, for sure. I agree with the list. So it's it's Usman, Volkanovski, Izzy. And Izzy? Yeah. You good with that? Who's under Izzy? John? Then it's John Jones. Uh, I can pull it up real quick. I imagine Francis is probably pretty high. I think Francis is the next. Mm. I know, like, they keep, like, Max and Gaethje up there. Obviously, you'd have like your champions, Moreno. You'd have um, obviously Jan and well, not Jan, I guess. Well, yeah, Jan's probably still pretty much up there, I would guess. Yeah, man, I think I'm okay with where it's at right now. Yeah, because I mean, so your top five, <clears throat> excuse me, are Kamara Usman, Volkanovski, Adesanya, John Jones, Francis Ngannou, Dustin Poirier. Uh, Blahovich, although I think he will fall, mm-hmm. then it starts getting a little nutty. Then you got Steep Hay at eight, Max at nine, 
Oliveira at 10, interestingly enough. I don't know how the champ is below Dustin Poirier. Uh, then you have Brandon Moreno, Robert Whitaker, Piotr Jan, Justin Gaethje, and Surreal Gone. That's, yeah, I don't agree with the bottom half. That's a little all. funky. Yeah. I don't, why you is Dustin shouldn't so you have high? to be a champ? Well, I think for Dustin, it's probably kind of like that max thing. Like he'll go to different weight classes, fight whoever. Could be the Connor aspect too. Yeah, Connor twice. Well, Connor shouldn't <clears throat> be in there at all. He's not. But no, it, I agree. I feel like you, you can't yeah, really argue Usman. I mean, that guy's yeah. ran through everybody, and he could probably run through most of the people at eighty-five. What if you factored women into it? Then you have to say Amanda's the number one. Two. Te- you would two put her over champ. Usman. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Have, well, if you look at if you're if you're no. just if you do a a. Uh, without if you just looked at what they've done in multiple divisions and we talk about pound for pound that's what i look at a little bit is being able to pound for pound you're the toughest at this i mean you, the way she's dominated things it's hard at so, two different weight classes so so you would do okay so let's just say you would do usman amanda one and two however yeah. they would stack up in yours would you put the number three would be valentina would you put her over volk in israel mm, that's tough it's tough not to. Like yeah. It's, it's kind of tough Nuna, not to. Yeah. Nuna's up there, you yeah. have to put her yeah. up there. Yeah, it is tough. I, I mean, mean there's be really, really tough well, not Well, the to. difference, the, well, the, the real selling point would be that, you know, somebody like Izzy and Volkanovsky haven't lost to somebody who's up higher. I don't know. Wait, like, what I do you mean? Like Izzy's... Izzy lost to Jan, who's higher. No, but I'm saying Amanda's beat Valentina twice. Oh, oh, like ranked? Yeah. Like, well, Valentina would be ranked lower, though. But what I'm saying is that's why I would put Izzy above Valentina because Izzy's only lost to one person in the UFC, and he's done. I think that's what all he's Valentina's done. only lost to. Amanda. She's lost to twice to Amanda. Well, yeah, but same person. No, I'm just saying. But Izzy literally only has one loss in the UFC yeah. in MMA. I mean, I don't know. I think if you factored women, it'd be Kamara, Amanda, one, two, and I think Valentina would be three. As Vol- crazy as that is to Volkanovsky's say, had a crazy run too. I, my only thing, and I'm good not, with the order after that. But my only thing with not putting Valentina up there in front of Izzy is who she's beaten versus who Izzy's beaten. It's not her fault though, but it matters. I don't think it does. I think it does 100. percent I still think she's fighting the best in the world though at 125 pounds. But that best is not the same as Izzy's best. No, and that's not her fault. I'm with you, but mm, I think that matters. But can we? I mean, but how do we know that? Is it that it's not the best because? <sighs> I see what you're saying, but it's like, once again, kind of like what I was saying with the 205 pound division is it's, we say it's not the best, but is it the star power is just not there? I think you can tell the way Izzy's beating guys is not the same as the way Valentina is beating people. And I think that's because, and I, I, I don't, I think it's because the women's divisions just aren't quite where they're just so much newer. They're so much younger. For sure. And I, and I would hundred, I mean, yeah, you, you'd have to be like completely naive to not see that but at some point i have to feel like too is it just that valentina's that good too? i think that's part of it but Where I, she I just kind of makes these girls look subpar i think that's part of it and i'm not trying to take anything away from her but i think a lot of it too is just that it, you know it's kind of like mighty mouse where it's like you beat all these people and you run this but the people that you're beating never go on to do anything or or like don't ever like rebuild their name up and let outside of benavidez like these girls that she's beating now you probably won't see them you know, get their way back up there a lot of the times. So with women factored in, what would your top three be? Lock it up. Same thing you said, but I'd have Izzy in front of Valentina. Same, in order. Who's number one? Usman, Nunez, Valentina, uh, Izzy Volk. So you said Usman, Nunez. Who's number three? Valentina. Four. Izzy. So you would switch this list because Volk's above Izzy on the actual pound-for-pound list. Okay, now put him... Put him in front of Izzy. 
Well, no, I take that back. I would put Izzy in front of Volk. Okay. Yeah. Even on this current pound-for-pound pound list? Yeah. Okay. What about you? What would your top three? Uh, I would say Nunez, Usman, Izzy, Valentina, Volk. So you don't agree with the current? You, you yeah, think- I would say I would say those would flip, but it wouldn't be like a, I'm going to argue to my you sure. know, time out of breath. Cool. I don't know. We just we haven't really touched on the pound-for-pound yeah. pound list, and he made a big deal out of that, which I think is— well, Sometimes it comes so, off as kind of like an all-star game thing where it's— John Jones. When it's like he didn't. Well, it's he like popularity. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't fought in like two—it is. And that's the thing, is too, is like I actually think they have it, except for when you get past— Like Poirier being up there, Max being up yeah, there. The, it's tough when there's other I'm, champions. I'm good with the top five, but yeah, when you get through six through 14, I'm a little bit speculative. <laughs> like that's, yeah. that's a little interesting there. Uh, boys, that's all we got, man. Went almost an hour and a half today. Had a lot to talk about. No fight pantry. Broke me ankle. Sorry. <laughs> didn't get to didn't get to take care of that. We're going to try. We'll keep trying, man. I think um, I think Max. We have this card, and I think the next week is uh, Max and Yair. I think that's mm. I think. Or no, it, I think that's two or two nights. Away. Okay. Well, we'll look at even if we have to do a uh, fight night, just because mm-hmm. we've been talking about the fight pantry so long, we have for different reasons have not got to do it. Uh, John, what is our song of the week? Uh, just to go with some themes on the on the card, I'm gonna go with "Kiss from a Rose." Oh, a little for seal, a little rose. Yeah. Ooh, all right. What's your theme there? Rose, not humans. Oh, yeah. Okay. I like the it. Rose. Kiss from a rose, baby. I like it. Brandon, what is your one for the people? Happy Halloween. I guess we're, we're recording this on yeah, Halloween. Yeah, so. be one day removed, but yeah. it's fair enough. So You and the family? Yeah, went look, out. Was cute. What did you guys dress up as? Lumberjacks. Lumberjacks? Uh, axe murdering lumberjacks. Yeah, specific. So, it was. Teaching yeah. your son some weird things, good night. man. Yeah, you know, good night for Halloween. It was good weather. Good. How do you do? He did great, man. Didn't cry at all. Held his bucket the whole time. Yeah. It was, it was good. It was a good time. John, what is your one for the people? Um... John Blahovich is worse off his back than Izzy. <laughs> oh, I love it. I don't know if I agree with that. You don't? He just got dominated do. and subbed. Yeah, but he wasn't on his back the whole time. At least closed his guard. I don't even know if Izzy closed <laughs> dude, his guard. Dude, facts. Facts. <laughs> but he got took down with the no. easiest single leg ever. It doesn't ever. matter. You Easy. sit off your back. No. Izzy, you still have to like get him down. I'm, no. I'm branded on this. And, <laughs> facts. and Marvin had his whole back and couldn't <laughs> yeah. finish. Yeah. That took me. Yeah. I know, because I was like, I was really thinking about it. Then you, and then like, as soon as you said that, I just saw him like like a fish just laying on the ground with his guard open. Like, yeah. what are you doing? But he didn't take damage. You're supposed no, to be a purple finished. belt, man. You're supposed to be a purple belt, though. What's young? Like a black belt? It doesn't matter. Be int- I'd be interested to see if you're Izzy Glover. I'd be interested to see Izzy Glover. I think if you're a three-stripe white belt, you should know to close your guard. Nah, it didn't work, man. <laughs> Frame on the hips, shrimp, yeah. something. <laughs> Underhooks, anything. Did, Act like you did know he get what to tapped do? out? I mean, I don't think he did. Uh, Jan uh, definitely did, though. So mm-hmm. I disagree with that, but that's your one for the yeah. people. So People probably, well, they probably well, agree well, with the people. Uh, my one for the week. Um, I'm thinking about starting, you know, I have now 12 weeks of my life where I'm just going to be sitting on this couch about maybe I start a uh, little weekly podcast called Nose Over Toes or Toes Over Nose, Mm. where it's just me laying with my foot elevated ranting about whatever I think. Yeah, I mean, you might as well. I mean, no, I'm not definitely not doing that. But I do think we should start doing. Well, you say that. <laughs> yeah, I do say that now. Week three, you might be like, <laughs> we might see you in here with a whole bunch of like paperwork around you guys. Guys, hook up the hook up the podcast machine. Hey guys, don't come in yet. I'm finishing up my episode. <laughs> I'm finishing up my first episode of Toes Over Nose. Yeah, it's gonna be a long road, man. Yeah, come back Tuesday. We'll post the picture 
on yeah. our Instagram. I'll have to paint your toenails or something. Give us something better to look at. Do-do-do. Yeah. You have some big toes, man. Do I? Little unless, unless that's just swollen. It could be you just swollen. My dad said at least you have pretty feet. I guess. I do have really nice feet. But that's not... I, don't look at him. <laughs> I'm trying to compare. Jeez, you pervert. It looks like you should like how many of those got fit in my mouth. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're just out there, man. Are, I don't you, know. are you drooling? <laughs> we appreciate you guys listening. I think Another snap episode. A picture <laughs> we'll be back next week to recap the fight card. Enjoy it this weekend. UFC 268. Peace. Love your mom.